Hello everybody, welcome to the latest edition of the Royal Blue Podcast. My name is Joe Thomas, I'm of course the Echoes Evan correspondent. Alongside me we've got regular contributor Gav Buckland, we've got one of my colleagues, Everton season ticket holder Ian Kroll here. We're, we're filming this in a studio at the back of the Echo offices and if I'm being perfectly honest I'm surprised we made it this far, such is the level of... Uh, animosity between reds and blues over some of the big decisions that believe me we were supposed to start this about 40 minutes ago but it's taken that long to corral Gav who had to come into the office today past all the other people because such is the level of, of, of debate and anger which I'm sure that we're going to cover obviously in great depth and you know, I'm sure we'll be continuing the same battles and debates you've been having within your own families, your own friendship groups, and of course, on that cesspit that is social media as well, for much of the past 48 hours. There's one big talking point. I'm not going to start there. We'll build up to it. Okay, right, so okay. I think where we're going to start is everything up to Ashley Young sending off. Okay, okay. so... My thoughts going into Anfield was Evan needed to start quick. Liverpool, perennials, slow starters. The one thing that Deitch seems to kind of have in his locker with his Evan side is a hard, tenacious, aggressive start. And the hope was if they could get an early goal, then they're far better at protecting something than they are trying to chase a game. Now, to a certain extent, they, they tried that, although it didn't last very long. Dominic Calvert-Lewin had a good chance quite early on, didn't he, Ian? I mean, it's like what you said. I think Dominic Carver-Lewin's chan- chance there was uh, should have been a goal. Mm. To be honest, um, you know, straight into straight into the hands of of Allison. He, he managed to outjump Van Dijk, and you know that would have been the, the absolutely perfect star star for Everton there, one uh, nil um, at Anfield. Very very disappointing, obviously, the way it ended up going after that. Mm. Um, obviously, we'll come on to the, the young. I want to get straight into the young thing. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> no, no. Obviously, I, th- I think you know. I, me personally, I, I didn't expect anything f- mm. from from the game. In fact, I, I genuinely didn't care uh, whether we whether we lost because we've lost, you know, so many times. I even me, my wife went away at the weekend and I had the kids, so I genuinely wasn't bothered about football. Uh, but obviously, did watch the game. Um, so to go and you know go into the game with that mindset and to come out of the game with the the complete opposite mindset was uh, obviously rather frustrating. And this has given me opportunity to vent. But yeah, I think obviously if, if we'd scored that goal, Dominic mm. Carvalho said that it would have been a completely different. Um, Probably a d- different game to be honest. Yeah. So um, unfortunate that he, he couldn't do it, and then obviously we know how the you know things turned out over the next half yeah. an hour. Yeah, well, over the next half an hour it was almost a bit of a surprise to me the way in which the game played out, Gav, because obviously Evan didn't really create anything else that isn't necessarily yeah. to be expected. We know um, the unfortunate it's unfortunate, but we know the disparity between the two sides and their yeah. current ambitions at the moment. But what I was really impressed with from Everton was the fact they didn't really concede anything, and actually. You know, I thought the the easy thing would be f- to go there and just try and just just protect your own box, and I, and I think that you know Dyche has done that in the past and it hasn't quite worked. And you know, when I was looking at my timeline going into this game, one of the big talking points was was, was go and have a go. Now, all right, whether they had a go or not, whether they had the tools in their toolkit to be able to have a go and create lots of chances is debatable, but. I was actually quite positive. I thought Everton's performance was, and their game plan was quite positive. I thought that when it was 11 against 11, especially just before the sending off, one of the things that really surprised me was how frenetic the game was and how end-to-end it was. And okay, that was a lot of Liverpool getting to the byline and then pulling it back and then having to shoot or just lose the ball because they couldn't break into the box. There were lots of opportunities that Everton had 
They didn't have clear-cut chances. But they were very good at disrupting Liverpool in the middle of the park. And I thought there were a couple of opportunities that Garner and Onana, obviously they're very young, very inexperienced, but obviously we know they're talented. With a little bit more composure, they probably both could have played Calvert-Lewin in to create a big chance yeah. if they'd had a little bit more composure. But it wasn't Everton's box being sieged by any stretch no. imagine. It wasn't Jordan Pickford being made to work, was it? It wasn't even Everton's final third being under siege, was it? No, a couple of no. pretty much arm's length. I mean, the Cavalier chance was the best chance of the half, wasn't it? it really? Was. I mean, I think it was only the, the McAllister shot, wasn't it? That, yeah, that which is comfortable saved, to, yeah. to deal with. And the frustrating thing for me is was our passing accuracy was yeah. ridiculous, 50-odd percent. And there's a few times in the first half where we got in their final third and thereabouts and just wasted it, where we just run into blind alleys. Yeah. There was one way to Corey, but we had a little bit of a break in Decore, just held on to the ball far too long and just yeah, ran into the middle of the defence. And that happened three or four times. And it, it, when you look at the stats, you think, oh, we showed no ambition. But we did actually get into their, you know, into their third. But then we were let down by poor choices yeah. and stuff. And uh, so that was the frustrating thing for me. But I think we've got to give credit to our back line here. Mm -hmm. You know, certainly, you know, Brandt has got lots of plaudits. Tarkovsky as well. And Mikhalenko, we thought, was, yeah, was excellent. Good, good. You know, the fact that... <laughs> It was a bit, a bit harsh on Mikhailenko. I think Salah got man of the match, didn't he? Mikhailenko pretty much kept him. Well, he kept him out of the game. Kept him out the game. He took, a, know, really. he took a penalty. Yeah, yeah. After seventy-five minutes, forty of those have been against ten men before yeah. Salah to even really get involved. And um, in, so that was how well we defenders and like Anon had a really good game of thoughts and and um, you know that, that was testimony to, to the players. You've had a lot of criticism. I thought I thought they did the, did the job. Did the job really, really well and very disciplined. But it wasn't like an Arsenal game, was it? We just didn't have a clue. Really, no, once. no. I mean, it was. We was that was it. And it. I think that's kind of where you can almost take a little bit of positive from the game yeah, plan. Yeah. Like, I mean, I, I, so I don't think the Arsenal plan. I don't think the intention was to sit as deep as they did. I think they just yeah, they just got done by the better side and they got forced back. Maybe panned a bit. I thought maybe one the one parallel that you have with the Arsenal game. And this game is, is what you just alluded to there. And it's just that, that distribution from the centre midfielders when you do get the chance. In those big games, you're only, yeah. you know, like with Calvert-Lewin's chance, you might only get one good opportunity you know, to play a killer ball or to get a shot on target. And they didn't quite take that. I, I, I thought that when, you know, Everton were quite good at winning that loose ball around the centre circle. And there's the one occasion, I think Calvert-Lewin had, had won it, fighting back and it fell to Anana. And he had the opportunity to start a break quite high up and you know, Liverpool's defence was quite high and he said he, he tried to tried to lob the keeper yeah, and, yeah, and it yeah. didn't quite work. And, and Garner <laughs> had another one where you know, he tried to play, he tried to fire it into the feet of Calvert-Lewin and put about three yards wide of him. It's just, I mean, that's that's the difference in when you're coming up against top quality opposition, yeah, isn't it? Yeah, and, and when you've not got the ball, when you do get the ball, you've got, you've got more to do with it. And we played, I think we played about 10 yards further up the pitch yeah, than what we did against Arsenal. Yeah. We looked far better for it. Uh, to be honest with you, and then after after say minutes, you, you're also thinking as well. For, I wasn't at the game, but for people I know who were there, they said like it was quite quite quiet. So yeah, to the atmosphere, you know, which you could tell that on the telly. To yeah, be yeah. And when when that happens at Anfield, you know that you probably, you know, you're probably doing doing the right thing. And then you know we then sort of get yeah, into well, the, the difficult. Well, but, one thing I thought was quite interesting, Ian. It's a bit of a problem, Evan. Of kind, well, it probably hasn't happened that much this season actually, but. Where Liverpool did threaten, it tended to be from Everton's attacking set pieces yeah, from yeah, their yeah, corners, yeah. that counter-attack. You know, a very good last-ditch sliding tackle from Young to deflect the, the Diaz effort over, and I think Anana made yeah. another crucial one for well, him. That was a great tackle. That was, 
that was the concern, wasn't it? And that, that probably, again, tells its own story about where this game was going. Everton were most vulnerable when they went on the attack. Yeah, I think that was probably the scariest thing of mm. the first half and maybe the little bit most frustrating thing because it was, it was down to our... It was, it was our own downfall, really, Liverpool mm. getting in into these opportunities when we were... Certainly, it was more when we were having the set pieces rather than a build-up and attack and then it was the exchange of mm. possession. So, but, you know, they didn't score from it. You know, we... Mm. Defending is still part of the game, and we we managed to defend that well. Whether it's a, a last last this tackle or or whatever, so yeah, you you spot on young, um, great block, Anana. You know how we managed to get in between those two Liverpool mm. players. I can't remember exactly who it was, but you know we, he cleared the ball. So you know that that is obviously a concern. Maybe go going forwards. Um, I think in the past we've always been a little bit. Why don't we commit more men further forward and set pieces? Um, maybe that's the reason why yeah. that that we're, we're not, you know, we're we're looking a little bit vulnerable uh, in that respect. But like all I can go back to is that Liverpool didn't can didn't score from those counter attack. Mm. They did look dangerous from it, yeah, obviously. Not only did they not score, they didn't create any real clear. No, exactly. No, they didn't. Other than that, probably you'd say the one that Young blocked, which was, mm. was obviously a shot. Um, but it was, you know. It was well defended. Yeah. Maybe you could look at it and go. Maybe it was a little bit desperate, but the, you know that's that's the the exchange of a counter attack. You you get your players back and you mm. you you're meant to defend well. You get your bodies in line of the ball. That's that's exactly what we did. I thought. Right. So we'll move on to the decision making. So in <laughs> in in the first half, and I kind of, yeah, I feel like it would be lazy to call the Ashley Young red card a game changing moment because the game played on for another 40 minutes yeah. after that. Yeah. Much of the same vein, to be perfectly honest. But we'll start with his first yellow, uh, the foul on Diaz. I mean, any complaints? You can yeah. piss off. But I, I, I thought I, I thought it was a yellow. I, I thought Diaz probably looked for it, but you know, I, he sticks his leg out. He's beaten, isn't he? I think. Yeah, it, it was. It was a yellow, wasn't it? The, the, the frustrating thing is, is if, if the Simicast challenge is. is is not a yellow. Uh, yeah, then therefore, I Young's mean, not a yellow. Here, go back. I, know, I, I, I was but, writing in the blog, but, and, I, and I'm not sure if I tweeted, but certainly in our live blog, uh, you know, the way in which I could certainly understand why Young got booked. Yeah. You know, and I don't have a problem with that. But then when you see, you know, Simicast commit, I think certainly there were certainly two fouls yeah. in very quick succession. At least one of them could have been a straight yellow. Even at that point, you're thinking a little bit. You know, come on. The, the Jack Harris was it? The Jack Harris, someone. It was clearly yellow, wasn't yeah. it? Really. So I, I get that, but if, if, looking at it in isolation, no problem about Young getting getting mm-hmm. a, a foul, getting uh, and, and yellow cards and knockout. Yeah, that I think there's probably is, is there an issue then? Would you've taken him off at that point and brought Patterson off? But yeah. I, I think at the, you know at that time you, you knew straight away. Certainly yeah. not straight after the Young booking, but after the Simicast one that he, when he didn't get booked, you just thought, hey, here we go. Like, yeah. you know, why is this? It's just all about consistency of yeah, yeah. these decisions. Yeah. Well, I guess what Deich might have thought at that point, when he sees the leeway that's given to Simicast, maybe he thinks that there might be a little bit more leeway shown for Young for his second yellow card. Was that Young's and, first tackle and or bad challenge? I think it was his first tackle. Um, obviously, I think the block on Diaz's shot comes after his booking, so you still have that in his locker, mm. so that's one. And also, and yeah, we'll probably, we might come on to Young a little bit more when we talk about the second one. Young actually is, he picks up a lot of yellow cards, isn't he? And I, I think that Deitch maybe is kind of almost trusting his experience that he can carry on playing with a yellow card because he isn't going to do anything stupid. Well, obviously, you know, we go on to the second yellow card. There can't be any complaints here, can there? No, no. I think it would have been banned anyway, wouldn't he, for the first, for the next oh, game? Would for would the, it, for it the, the, yeah, 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 yeah. 
Yeah, I mean, it can't. I mean, it would be inexcusable if it was a rookie defender mm. doing that, you know. But Young, with all his experience, has just let it go, you know. I mean, Diaz would have been in a threatening position, but you'd rather have like see what happens from that point and having eleven men on the pitch than go into it, go into it, you know. A, you know, a stupid challenge and, and get yourself down to 10 at a rel- relatively early part of the game. And yeah, and it was uh, no complaints. As soon as you see him, you thought he's, he's off here. And I, I can't complain. I can't complain about that. No, I, I can complain about Young, yeah. but I can't complain about Well, that's uh, it. Uh, like, I think that, you know, we're going to go on to the big talking point shortly. But the controversy around that, I think, has possibly helped Young get away with it a little bit, really, because... He needs to take responsibility for his actions there. And, uh, you know, at Anfield, game still nil-nil. Everton looking relatively comfortable, already on a booking. It's yeah. a bad tackle to make. And it's a bad tackle for the most experienced player on the pitch and someone that's played at such a high level for, for 20 years as well. I think certainly for the second one. Mm-hmm. You know, obviously, brain dead to, to do that challenge because they weren't... Like they were, Liverpool literally weren't going to score at that moment. Do you know what I mean? Like the the ball probably needed to be passed to someone else for it to go in, obviously in the net. I think you know just going back to the to the first one. I think you know we're probably going to come on to to Craig Porson, mm-hmm. um, but I just think that the, the first one, you know, the, the game wasn't a dirty game. We've seen no, dirty game no, derbies no. where you think, bloody hell, like these these challenges flying in, definitely yellow cards, definitely a straight red. I think I think we will all agree with that. This one was. Competitive and being played in a you know a good spirit. It was Liverpool. We've already talked about Liverpool on the counter attack. We had our chances or opportunities to get forwards. I think with the first one, it's it's towards the, the centre of the pitch, isn't it, or the, the halfway line. The referee needs to show a bit of common sense there and say, you know, this is a Merseyside derby. Mm. You know, that's your that's your first warning and last warning, and your next one is is a booking, mm-hmm. and then. Then you you literally or young is walking on a tightrope straight away. Yeah, well, so I don't I've got no excuses for the second one, but I do think again, you know, could the referee have said warning? That's your first, that's your first or your second warning and last. Well, warning. I think the issue again is, uh, and we, I think we probably all agree with this. I think most Evan fans will, will will agree with this as well. It's not necessarily that you gave Young a yellow card for that first one. It's that in choosing to give him a yellow card for that first strike, kind of as you allude to there, Ian, what you then do is you, you set a threshold yeah. well. for the rest of your decision-making that you've then got to be consistent with. Yeah. And obviously, yeah. it wasn't. Yeah, no, exactly. I mean, I, I, I get that about, you know, first tackle, but I think if there's a 50-50 in, like, in a derby and somebody, you should say, I'm going to book you for that tackle, you were just late. I get, I get that argument about like it's a derby, like giving a bit of leeway, but it was the cynical nature of Young's challenge, mm. wasn't it? That you know that he just no, basically he, took him out. He wasn't through on goal, or did he, yeah, he went on the he attack? Stopped, but it, it stopped him. But I can see why he's given that. I can see what you say that. But and then, yeah. so I mean, we move on to half time. Obviously, Dyke's changed it around quite a bit. We moved to five at the back. Brought Michael Keane on. Brought Nathan Patterson on. I was all right with those changes, to be perfectly honest. I kind of thought that. Well, he's going to have probably 55, 60 minutes here with all this toppage time that we get these yeah. days up against the Liverpool side. They've now got an extra player. And I'm, jo- I'm looking at your face, Gav. I think you might disagree. Yeah. Um, go on, tell me what you I thought I would have just changed one player. What was the goal? Yeah, what I would, would, I would have just brought Patterson on and taken probably Harrison mm-hmm. off. Uh, I thought... 
as you were just saying, we weren't under a lot of threat, wasn't it? As if it was like the Alamo there, oh, it's going to be even worse in the second half. We kept Liverpool's arm's length. I would have just take, made one change at half-time and just take it from there. So kept like a, a, a four, I don't know, McNeil, Decore, Anana, Garner, with Calvert-Lewin in the midfield and then Calvert-Lewin in the front. Um, I think by changing two, it, it, it was too much of a change. It gave too much of this yeah. to Liverpool. And basically left us with no attack and threat. In a game that we were still in, it, you know, in with the shout, and we could it's still, you know, an opportunity of hurting Liverpool, and, and I just thought that was too overly defensive. Okay. I think, I think if, if the young, I'm just thinking what have happened if, if it'd been eleven and eleven and a half time, and Young had, you know, made that challenge in the first couple of minutes mm. of the second half, yeah. I think Dice would have only made one change then. I, I think, I, I think he wouldn't have made two changes. I think no. he would have made one change. I think. Because just before the break, he had a lot of time then to think about it. And a lot about of time to talk about the strategy yeah, of the yeah, players. Yeah, as yeah, yeah. In the first and I just thought it was one too many mm. and gave too much initiative to Liverpool and left us with, you know, it was coming up with stats once we had 5% possession, didn't we, at one stage and over, over a 10-minute spell. In the game that we were, you know, not really getting too much... Uh, too much hurt against us. I thought we were, we should have just made one and just taken it from there. Mm. And if it, and if it's struggling, then make the second. Because mm. um, I like McNeil gives us balance, as I say, and we lost a bit of balance. At the same time, I could see why you just want to plonk three men in the middle. So what would you have done? So I mean, if, if Harrison's coming off, are you moving James Garner to the right? Yeah, the possibly. Yeah, 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 yeah. Would you have um, concerns about Anana and Decore as a two-man midfield I, I, against I, that I think Liverpool can, setup? I think you. Can, you know, on occasions you can bring your, your, one of your wide men mm-hmm. in, you know, in the middle to make it three. Um, I, I just, just just have a look at it. Because of the state of the game, just have a look at it for five or ten minutes. Mm. If you then need to, need to make, make a change, because maybe you are getting a little bit overrun mm. in midfield a little bit, well, then go- make that change then. You're well, going to get overrun anyway, aren't you? Yeah, well, yeah, well, that's in fact what, you know, so well, what I mean, happened. We, we, we say this. In terms of possession, well, yeah, following yeah, in terms the possession, possession yeah, I mean, yeah. We, we say this, but obviously didn't really happen. I mean, it did in mm. terms of possession, of course. Yeah. But where I think, to some extent, you can I could just vindicated his decision-making is the fact that that first 20 minutes of the second half, again, it carried on in much the same vein. You know, Liverpool had a lot more possession, of course, and Evans' attacking threat completely diminished. But Liverpool didn't really create any clear-cut opportunities. And I remember turning to, to Chris, who was alongside me, just seeing when the 60-minute mark came out, I'm thinking, buddy, how were those 15 minutes gone? And, you know, I was thinking... I think almost at that point, you kind of start to think, well, mm. doing all right here, you know. And, and, I, th- and I think there's always a, that kind of air of when, you know, you're used to going to Anfield and having the game play out in the way they do, you kind of always have that expectation of the worst. And, you know, that looming sense of dread that the late goal is eventually going to come. But there was nothing really on the pitch to me that suggested that there was anything inevitable about Liverpool scoring. Which then makes it particularly difficult when we come to the big decision of the game not to send Canate off. Ian, I think you're chomping at the bit. Like, <laughs> no, 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 I, just, I just want to say I, I, I agree with Gav. I was, mm. I was a little bit disappointed. And yeah. Yeah. I don't know whether I was shocked or not because it probably is a, a, a dice move. But when, when the substitutions came up on the screen, I was like, I can't believe he's done the two there. Yeah. I, I completely agree uh, with you, Gav, I think. I would have done the exact same substitution, just the one. I'm trying to put myself in Dice's shoes, you know, at this moment in time or, you know, this season, we've got the five subs. Mm. So is he thinking, well, if I do this now and then, it's still nil-nil with 10 minutes to go. 
I might be able to at least bring an attacking player on and see see what happens. Um, but although I agree with what you're saying, mm. Liverpool didn't show any, you know, attacking threat. I think his threat. fear would have been that one, Nathan Patterson's quite young and inexperienced, and two, he's very much more of an attack-minded fullback. And I think yeah. if you were to have that dynamic of Harrison in front of him, who again is, you know, again quite attack-minded, although he's very, very hard work, and we saw that again the other day. I think he probably would have feared that the same thing might have happened because the one thing, whereas I wasn't against him starting James Garner in the middle by putting Garner in the middle and Harrison out, out, out wide, one thing he did do is leave Ashley Young exposed to Luis Diaz in a way that, you know, perhaps wouldn't have been the case if Idris Gay had started and James Garner would have been obviously you know it's quid pro quo you lose different things. I mean, would I? Neither of you have mentioned this. But I mean, would either of you consider bringing Idris Gay on? It sounds like you wouldn't. Well, it's one of the two. Or, or is it, just at half-time in, in terms of any configuration? I think you needed the right-back. Mm. Yeah, yeah, the right-back yeah. replaced, didn't you? Because yeah, I, like, I agree with you, Joe, where Liverpool, 15 minutes on from the, mm. from the second half, they didn't still look like they, did, they weren't going to score. But it's that pressure to build up because I'd say following on from that period, they did look a little bit more dangerous, although being frustrated. They got in with Diaz where there was a penalty shout. You know, that, I'm not, I don't think it was a penalty, but, you know... Are we talking about the Patterson one? Uh, yeah. When Diaz went down, I think it was yeah, it. Well, no, no, yeah. but, but, but I think it's important that we very much see this as before and after. Canate. No, but, yeah. well, no, um, no. What I'm, but even even then, I, what I'm what I'm trying to say is the build up of pressure mm. of not having an outlet other than Dominic Carver-Lewin up the pitch mm. has contributed to Liverpool score scoring the goal. But as you well. can say that, and I'm not trying to be argumentative here. No, I don't know. But I to be. <laughs> they bring better one. But it's like like for like replacement. Like, no, no, wait, wait, they bring better one. The fact that he does offer a little bit going forward is exactly the reason why Canate wipes him out on the halfway line. But the, we, and, we, and, and then we are in a situation where, and, and, and I can't imagine any of us, I can't imagine any of our listeners, and I haven't heard any pundit, and I've heard a lot of ex-Liverpool players and you know people who are on, on the TV and that, and a lot of fair-minded Liverpool fans. I don't know if there's anybody that doesn't think it should have been a yellow card. There's a lot. I'm dealing with a lot of what about on my timeline about you know people saying, "Oh, they still would have won" and things like that. But like, yeah. I mean, I, it should I, have been ten men versus ten men. And I mean, surely at that point you, you, you say, well, it, it, even of, regardless, without Liverpool not going down to ten men, mm. like I say, the, the build-up of pressure and not having that outlet mm. alongside Dominic Carvalhoen, whether yeah. it was a McNeil or a Harrison, you know. What what did we offer in the second half other than a, a strong defensive line with the midfield mm. and then an attacking threat of just kicking the ball up to Dominic Carvalhoen? Like he's going to, he might yeah. win the ball, but he's not going to have anyone next yeah. to him to, to get well, that I'd, second I'd ball. I'd say the, they offered a very strong, and resolute defence that wasn't conceding any clear cut chances. Yeah, yeah. And re- even if they had eleven men, it's going to be limited chances against the Liverpool side. With ten men, they had the breakaway after twenty minutes into the second half, which. You know what better would have done with it? Of course, we don't know. You know, mm. we don't know what would have happened if, if he'd have got past Canate. He didn't get the chance to. He didn't get the chance to because Canate wiped him out. I mean, it should have been a red card, shouldn't it? Yeah, like, yeah, like, yeah. I mean, we've <laughs> had, shall we say, a frank exchange of views before we had this before we came on uh, outside, and yeah, it was it was a, it was a quite clearly a yellow card, mm. and in, in, not, that means he's holding back. He, 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 he boxes him in his leg, doesn't he? Like, yeah. you see, you see, Canati starts limping, doesn't well, he? Canati knocks himself yeah, off balance. Yeah, 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 I've yeah. had a lot of people in my time, uh, Liverpool fans, saying, well, "Was there even contact?" Yeah, I'm saying, well, he's nearly clearly, himself. Yeah, yeah, um, and it was. And 
and you're looking at. I mean, I think the frustrating thing for me about this is, and you spoke about, I think maybe before it came out about quite measured response by Everton fans to this because mm. I, I don't think anybody's saying it's that 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 massively affected the results or the game. It was just the fact of the lack of consistency mm. in in football in general, and you know coming off the back of the, the Spurs instant the other week, shall we say, <laughs> link the two together, you know, but but to me, it, it's quite, you know, I've, I've said, bored everybody soft, it's all about repercussions as, a, as a, a match official, and, you know, you make the decision that has the least repercussions for, for you personally, and in that instance, bear in mind the spare stuff the other week, the least repercussions for, for, for Porson there was to, was to keep Canati on the pitch rather mm. than send them off, because that would be a whole host of Liverpool sending off spares, Liverpool have had four players sent off this season, all that type of stuff. And, and, and that was that, that ultimately informed his, his decision, because it was quite clearly a yellow card. Well, like, and, yeah, we and, spoke about earlier, obviously, by choosing to book Young for the first one, he set a standard there, he has to maintain it, doesn't he? Yeah. Like, he has to. Quite clearly, and that's that's where obviously the fume and, and anger is coming from. I don't I don't think anyone will probably come on to it, but even the penalty, I don't think there was any issue with that. I'd, I'd say that was a penalty, but the actual, you know, period of play, you know, that short period of play where we Beto came away with it, and you know, Canate's tripped him quite clearly. It's a, it's a second bookable offence, yeah. and he's just waved it away like like it's not. It's yeah. it's an unbelievably shocking decision, and, and I think I mean. I think Jurgen Klopp told us what he thought about it yeah. by putting the. But this is why you can't by, help, by bringing you know, Joel Matip on minutes later, didn't yeah, you? Yeah, yeah. Well, he knew yeah. straight away, and you know maybe if Dice had the chance in hindsight, looking back, he would have done the same with Ashley Young because he didn't realise what type of referee he was dealing with, someone who was was just not going to apply common sense to you know a very competitive, you know stressful, stressful game for everyone involved, mm. and he is he is clearly. Obviously, speaking from an Everton fan, he's clearly made the, the wrong decision not to send Canate mm-hmm. off, and whether it's impacted the game result or not, you know, you'll, you'll never know. But at least we need we needed the consistency, and we didn't and get I think it. That's, I think that's the point. I think that's the point that a lot of kind of maybe Liverpool fans are perhaps missing yeah. from the frustration of the Everton supporters, isn't it? Because I don't think anyone's really arguing that it shouldn't have been a penalty for handball. And if I'm being perfectly honest, I thought it was a good shout for a penalty on Patterson on Diaz. Yeah. You know, I thought that could have been given. Well, I was expecting it to be given. Yeah, but this only comes after Canati should have sent off. And I mean, we don't know what would have happened had Canati been sent off. And I don't think anyone's actually saying, no one's saying, certainly no one here is saying that Evan would have been famous for God on all, and, and won the game. Yeah. And I think we all accept that given the quality of players in that Liverpool squad and, and the freshness with the legs and the, the quality and the people that they've got coming on, the fact that they've only been playing for 10 minutes for the last 20 as opposed for an hour, you know, perhaps Liverpool still would have been more likely than Everton to have got a goal if one was coming. But the reality is that yeah, we had 65 minutes there, up to Canate, another five minutes before the first penalty shell. You know, 30, 35 minutes of which Everton played with 10 men. And regardless of what anyone wants to try and say, there was no evidence there to say, there was no evidence in that Liverpool performance that first 17 minutes to say that it was inevitable that they were going to get the goal. No, no, you no. Know, there, was, there, was, there was nothing there. They hadn't been able to break down Everton with 11 men. They hadn't been able to break down Everton for half an hour. With ten men, anything could have happened. You know, we all accept and we all understand that. But I think you know, the frustrating thing is that Everton, through their performance and through their management of the game, had got themselves into a position where 65 minutes and even being down to ten men for so long, 
they deserve that opportunity to see what would happen on a level playing field. Yeah, it's impossible to say. I've finished. Sorry. Yeah, I've just finished. And one thing it is impossible to say is it certainly wouldn't have been harder for uh, you know it would have it would have made the game easier for Everton ten versus ten. Yeah, but the, know, the, the, the challenge have, of yeah. the challenge of keeping Liverpool out and not ended up in a scenario where you've got the overloads on the right where Diaz you know goes down on the pass and doesn't get a penalty yeah. then gets Keane. The game probably the dynamic of the game's changed and, and those things don't necessarily happen as a result. Yeah, I mean at the same time eleven against eleven Liverpool had the bulk of the ball, didn't he? Uh, I mean one final thought about the Canati thing. Again, if Liverpool had been winning two 0 do you think he would have been sent off? Of course he would have been, because yeah. because the the, the, the the match official then would have been far less yeah. in terms of the repercussions because it probably wouldn't have changed the game. But yeah, I, I mean, yeah, I, I think that's generally the point. Here. This is this not like a Clattenburg derby or the like, say Clive Thomas or even the Martin Atkinson bomber he sent Jack Rodwell off? In in the, in the concept, it doesn't change the game dramatically. It's not you're not awarding the penalty or disallowing mm. the goal or. Or sending somebody off to make a ten against eleven wrongly, as as, as Atkinson did. It it it's just the the the, the frustration with Everton fans is the fact that actually you know the general feeling out there is bigger clubs will mm. get the big decisions for for reasons I've just explained why, and and I think that's the frustrating thing. It, it it's consistency, the inconsistency, the Simicast challenge, not getting the yellow, and and Young won't get the yellow, and then Young getting two yellows, and then. Can I say not getting two yellows, and that's that's a frustrating thing here. I, I've not seen many things. I've said, oh, you know what, we would have drawn if it wasn't for that decision. I've yeah. not seen much of that. What I've seen is just generally the frustrating yeah. of 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 the inconsistency, as I say, of, of match officials. And you, but at the same time, Joe, you we don't know, do we? Ten against ten, it might have been a more open game, might more space been. on the pitch. That might favour Liverpool. We might say, well, we can throw more of a, you know, so be more of an attacking threat. Um, you, you just don't know how it would but have panned out. chances of getting some of that game increase at 10 versus 10. Yeah, of course they do, yeah. And, and that's why it's such a big decision. Yeah. They do, but they've also, this goes back to the substitutions that Dice made. I'm not saying he panicked, I'm not suggesting that at all, but you don't know what's going to happen in the second 45 minutes. And look what could have happened. Liverpool could have had a man sent off and we're down to 10, but we've taken two of our most attacking play, players off, mm -hmm. our two biggest attacking threats off the pitch. Yeah. And Dice, I'm almost going to say, but I don't think he's done this, he's almost thrown the towel in at half-time yeah. and said, well, we're obviously delighted with the points before kick-off anyway. You know, going in from that sending off, we would have been absolutely ecstatic with the point. Dice certainly would have been. Mm. So it's almost like... Two, two of our most attacking players off the pitch, make sure we don't concede. And then, but that's, this is the problem with when you when you put yourself in that situation, and you're not. What, what did you say? We have five percent possession at some point. I want to point to the stack come up on the tally in the previous ten minutes or something. We had five, it's like ninety four yeah. percent possession. Liverpool five percent. Everton, I think something like that. You know, so there so. was a period of time, mm. probably on from about the sixty fifth minute, whether you want to point at the Canada the incident or not, where Liverpool were getting in on that. You know, down that left-hand flank with Diaz, and obviously that's where you suggested that Liverpool could have had a penalty from a potential foul, and that's where the the eventual penalty came mm. from with the handball. So it was it was coming. It, I mean, Liverpool weren't fantastic; they weren't great, but that you know build up of pressure where we're not be we're not we haven't got an outlet. We're not, we're not able to just bring the ball out. I mean, I think to be honest, there was only one opportunity that we had in that second half. Mm. And came in stoppage time where we had the corner. If I remember, I can't remember us really 
bringing the ball out of play, having a consistent yeah. like hold of the ball. And obviously we didn't do anything with the corner. But you, you know with these teams, Liverpool, United, City, whatever, Arsenal, if you go down to 10 men and you're not having hold of that ball, keeping hold of that ball possession, the, the, the pressure's going to build and eventually the, the quality or the look will come for them. Yeah, Certainly but, with the, but again, the that pressure, quality and luck only came after the decision not to see Canati off and that's no, why it's such a big decision. But no. also, just again, obviously I know we, we talk about the defensive-minded substitutions uh, at half-time. Did still have Dan Juma and Beto on the bench at that point, so were, he did still retain some yeah. attacking options. So that's why as I mentioned in, in his mind, mm. half-time, if I do this and we at least we've got, we can stay 0-0 until like 10 minutes to mm. go, 5 minutes to go, at least I've got the you know the the, th the third fourth and fifth substitution to bring those attacking mm. players on. I, I I'm trying to put myself in Dave's shoes and why he's why he's done that. I think that's why he, he has done it. To be mm. honest, mm. I, I think I think Elliot and Nunes come on and made a bit of a difference. I think you yeah. know from Liverpool's attack. Elliot seems it was a, it was, yeah. I mean it was a compliment to what yeah, yeah. they had done. The fact that you know, yeah. I mean Anfield was silent and getting well, quiet, getting very very much frustrated. Yeah, and. You know, the double change comes because they've got no choice because you know they're, they're struggling. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Because just, Everton are defending the situation so well. I just felt like the quick search Jabba Brandthwaite yesterday. I thought he had a good game. There's quite a few Liverpool fans saying we should sign him. You know? Yeah. I saw. Well, you know, I thought he was exceptional. Yeah, he was but I, I thought we, I thought we were, were unlucky. I mean, Keane. Is, Ke is Michael Keane cursed? Yeah, he's one <laughs> of those like, players. I mean, you know, it happened against Leicester. He gave the handball away. Yeah. It just. Again, I think probably like as a defender who's experienced, who's played that many times, try and show a little bit of common sense in what in what you're doing. I appreciate when you're on the pitch; it's very difficult to with your body position and, and, and where your arms are. But it's obviously you definitely could have had them a little bit further in. And I think if it was a little bit further in, because he has got an old here, hasn't he? If it was a little bit further in, you'd like to think that VAR would say, "Well, it's." It's not. That's a natural position for him to be in. That that probably is an unnatural position. I don't know. Cursed. I don't. I don't know. It's it's not looking good for him, is it? It's a shame. <laughs> like obviously, you know, he model professional wants to do so well, and but I guess one of the other things you probably say we well, easy to say curse. It's easy, it's also easy to say we quite often happen to come on in high pressure situations when everyone under yeah. cost. So the likelihood of. Yeah. Mistakes having more significance is is only going to grow. I thought that was frustrating for me. It was quite. It wasn't as if he was like a yard away from the ball. He was. He no, was the second. Was. I'd, was, I'd pass us and slid in, hadn't he? And he was like the sort of second man. And he's looking at it because you, you, you saw the rest of the game where like Dice Tarkovsky don't go like that, don't he? You know, in the, in well, the you area. do see players do it. And so stuff that's like in that. You know, you saw that. And, and Keane, it's a, it's a, it's a real. I won't say amateurish, but it's. It's poor from a from a senior pro that haven't done something similar at Leicester last year that you do do the same in quite a highly pressurised game when you are doing well and, and that penalty it changed well it changed the game didn't it really from because from then on you've got limited options yeah, and at some point if you, uh, the second goal is irrelevant relevant, yeah yeah yeah, yeah. and um, but yeah. I think it's a bit Keen cursed, a bit harsh, but you can see why. I just think, yeah, I think there's an element of bad luck involved. Yeah, yeah, in yeah. Like, and he's not yeah. doing any of this on purpose. Just always seems to be him when he's involved. No. This common sense. You, you just said yourself. You see players there with their arms behind the back, or at least you know Tarkovsky was was doing it. You know why? Why isn't Michael Keane thought that in his head? You see it all the time when a team gets to the you know that the byline and, mm. and crosses it in. How many penalties are given when our arms out? It happens all the time. 
probably happen less because defenders are, are wise to it now. They're a bit, mm. bit more onto it. Your arms behind your back, you're probably going to lose an element of balance. But in that split second or that split, you know, couple of seconds, if the ball's whipped across and it goes past you, fair enough. But you obviously try and block block the ball with any party body other than your hands. Yeah. Well, was the fair the frustration a little bit? It was definitely a penalty, by the way. Yeah, I agree. The fact, I agree. the fact the referee watered the corner. <laughs> <laughs> and it's what you're, yeah, yeah. The referee walked to the corner, and you're thinking, yeah, you know, the, the VAR, you know, get gets called well, in. Well, he knows know, in the back of his mind. Yeah, VAR yeah, yeah, yeah. But you know what I mean? It was just, it was just, it was just, it was just a, you know. Just if he's to, able, to, if he's able to make that split second decision, and yeah. go, oh, I've got cover. Then you yeah. know, with this decision, and it makes the VAR, the Canate one even more the, inexcusable. The, the fan thing about the Canate, there was an interesting discussion last night about whether we've shown off this before on the pod, haven't we? About if it's a second yellow card. Yeah. VAR can't have a look at it. Should and it was an interesting discussion about it last night because somebody said quite rightly that if you did that, like can I say, just generally, you'd be obliged to have VAR review the first yellow card. <laughs> so imagine if that it just becomes totally bureaucratic. Yeah, so imagine if you say like can I say on, on, on Saturday, you say that's a yellow card, you know, VAR sends him off, but then you say, look at the fair, he had the first yellow card being for a not an offence that he shouldn't have got. He then stays on the pitch, you know. And, mm-hmm. and so I, I do get why, you know, if that's why they've decided to do that, have that protocol, I can see why it's being done because it just makes a mockery of decision making, doesn't it? But it is an anomaly, isn't it? Mm. Because I'm sure if VAR had been there on Saturday and you'd had the chance to look at that and see what can actually does with Beto's legs, that you would have had to have sent him off, surely. Yeah, ab- absolutely. You know? I mean, we'll, we'll come to the end here. I will finish off with I, for all the anger and the frustration, I actually thought there were positives you could take yeah, from that. From that. And I thought, you know, Bramfrey was very good. I thought Anana was very good. I thought a couple of other all right individual performances, but as a team, as a collective, they actually played very, very well against obviously one of the best teams in in, in, in the country. Um, and I guess probably one of the challenges now for Dykes is to try and almost make sure that the anger and frustration the players also clearly felt doesn't distract them from building on the tactical and the strategic positives that they've had there. Probably one of the other big useful points from the weekend was the fact that Bournemouth and Burnley both lost difficult, well, not, diff- not difficult games, games they would hope to be winning, which kept that buffer up, isn't it? Because I think with Sam and Brighton isn't going to be easy, is no. it? No. No, double best time I've had a couple of bad results, and Brighton have had a couple of bad results, mm. haven't they? You know, so th- there's there's hope there, isn't it? But I think I'd say what I take from Saturday is good individual performances mm-hmm. by you know, like by Brantway, Tarkovsky, Michalenko, definitely. Mich- yeah, Michalenko, very good. And Arna, yeah. you know, I thought Pickford looked reasonably reasonably solid. Um, James Garner perhaps was under par. Um, so that those are the those are the positives to take. But those are it's, it's expectation with sometimes, isn't it? Yeah. After the Bournemouth performance, you're expecting James Garner to have a worldie the next yeah. game, and it doesn't doesn't work out like that sometimes, does it? No, but it was, I, I think you look at that, and I've seen I've come away from Anfield not that I was at the game from a derby feeling worse. <laughs> Yeah, you know what I mean? Not in terms of performance you know, and stuff like that. <clears throat> yeah. second game there in February when yeah. you know, we spoke about this a lot last week. They just didn't even lay a glove on, Ever- on, on Liverpool. They didn't even try to lay a glove on Liverpool. And they got to the point where they started throwing, you know, pushes and shoves around about the 80th minute as if they were almost trying to convince themselves that they had yeah. shown some fight. And it was just all quite pathetic. And this certainly wasn't no, that, no. was it? So, no. so that's the case. Well, um Hope you've got your fix of uh, discussion over the big talking point, which I'm sure is going to rumble on and on and on. 
we do another couple more podcasts on this, do you think we might be able to force a favourable decision at the weekend? <laughs> what do you reckon? Should we ramp up the pressure? And I, I, I'm more for another Canality pod. I'm just waiting for the Good Morning Britain to start talking about the Canality. <laughs> <laughs> on that note, uh, we'll leave it there. Thanks so much for joining us, everybody. We have a wonderful week, and we'll be back with you on Friday to talk all things West Ham. You've been listening to the Royal Blue Podcast from the Liverpool Echo. 